season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Homer Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. JKR Podcast. My name is Jace Riggling and I'm the host. Today is going to be episode number three of three this weekend. It's going to be the final episode. Um, we've got two, had two great episodes so far. Uh, Friday with Ryan Hussey, Notre Dame commit. Yesterday with Oliver Service, 2023 Texas baseball commit. Got another great one today. Got Ashton Larson, USA Prime player, kid from Kansas, LSU baseball commit for that class of 2023 again. Um, today we discussed the Royal Scout team that he played for a little bit. Also dig into USA Prime and how he got connected with them. I'm going to talk about his hitting approach. Digging a little bit to PG National uh, because as we were getting this recorded, he just flew into Tampa, was getting ready for that. Um, so lots, lots of great content today. Hope you guys enjoy it and let's dig into it. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have one of the top prospects in Kansas for the 2023 class. We got LSU baseball commit. We got Ashton Larson on the show. Ashton, super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. So you actually just flew into Tampa, is that correct? I did. I did. It's great. I just flew in this morning, early flight, but now I'm here and I'm excited to get going tomorrow. Okay. So what, what are you in Tampa for? I'm in Tampa for the PG National, so okay. that's at Tropicana Field. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, awesome. So before we dig into that, uh, one question I always like to ask everybody as soon as they get on the show is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Ashton Larson? I would introduce myself as I'm one of the hardest hardest workers in the country, and I play with a lot of fire and a lot of passion, and I've got a big bat, and um, I play I play great defense. I, I'm, I would consider myself an all-around player for sure, but definitely the energy and the hard work is is what I would say people care characterize okay. me the most. All right, so let's let's dig into just your travel walk career. Obviously, you said you've got the PG National right now at Tropicana Field. So let's dig into that. How that all got started? Are you playing for USA Prime, or how exactly did you get connected with the PG National? Yes, no. PG PG reached out to me. I've been been going to their events for a long time. I've always performed well at their events, so. I mean, they emailed me a while back before the season started and invited me to come, and I was more than happy to accept for sure. But okay. yes. So is this is this going to be your first time playing at Tropic? Uh, uh, sorry, is this going to be your first time playing in a major league ball diamond? No, I actually got to play um, in some big league parks for Power Showcase, which is an which is a great youth event. I got to play at Miami when it first opened, and I got to play at the old. Ranger Stadium, which is really cool. Both of those are great stadiums, and it was really cool to get to go there when I was a little kid and really help foster my dream of – it made it seem more attainable. You know, it, it helped helped that a lot for sure. It was a really cool opportunity. Yeah. So as you start this PG National, you said tomorrow, or was it was it tomorrow or two days from now? Tomorrow. So tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay. So what are you looking forward to most in this event? Um, just being in Tropicana Field, being in Florida, being in Tampa Bay, uh, what are you looking forward to most? I mean, I'm really excited to get to show off my skills and show off how I've improved and my work. I mean, I, I like that they evaluate all the different strengths, like arm strength and speed. And 
I feel like that really gets to show how, how much you've worked in the offseason because obviously my play is great and that's that's the major reason why I'm here, but I also like you get to show off your tools and everything about it. I'm really excited too. That's in a controlled climate. It's in a dome. So the weather's perfect. The field's perfect. Every hop's perfect. So I think it's about as level of a playing field as you could possibly get. Yeah. So I know for a lot of kids, um, the WWBA 17U was the last travel ball event they were going to for their careers. So is this PG national, is this going to be your last travel ball event or do you, are you going to have more events here down the road this fall? No, so I will be attending after this. I got PG National and then Area Code, and I'll also have I'll play in a Midwest Showcase at Coffin Stadium after this too, and then hopefully finish up with some of the the major All Americans as well. Okay, depending on how it goes. So playing for Area Code, were you able to play there last year for the underclass games, or is this going to? Be- I was. I represented the Nationals last year, and we'll be doing so again this year. Okay, so Kenny, take us take us through that area code uh, just experience you had overall. So, how did you get invited to it last year compared to this year? Um, what was the event like? What was the average day looking like? Uh, just kind of take us through that whole process. Um, I, I attended an area code tryout and um, I played well at all the other summer circuit events too, and so that's kind of how I got picked up. Uh, Jimmy Gonzalez at the Nationals was um, gracious enough to allow me to play on his team and. Uh, as for the actual event, the event was amazing, man. It was so much fun. Last year it was at LA at Loyola Marymount. And yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think that's right. It was at, it was in LA at the, at one of the college fields and that was beautiful. And the event was so much fun. The pitching was so good and being able to compete and play in front of those scouts and be able to get that like first really, really high pressure, high, high impact um event was was a great experience for me for sure so moving more directly and just into usa prime so obviously that's how we kind of got connected was through usa prime when i was down there a couple weeks ago so overall how did you get connected with usa prime um how long have you played for them and just what's it been like playing for a good program like that so i got connected through usa prime through cody kramer reached out to me two years ago and i went and had dinner with him in dallas and I ended up committing to play for them. I so I played for, with them for my 16U and my 17U, 17U year. I mean, I can't say enough about them. The coaching is great. Brandon Chancellor, Cody Kramer, and then Mark Nellis, the national director. All those guys do a fantastic job. They know a lot about the game. They know a lot about what it takes to foster like a community of great players who not only care about winning but care about each other and lift each other up. I mean, it's a great culture and great community. As for the players. I mean, the team is insane, right? I mean, it's it's so much fun to play with those guys and be a part of that because everyone is so, so, so good. And it helps. You're competing against a team, but you're also competing against each other because you're trying to kind of one-up each other, you know, yeah. and that's a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, you look at that USA Prime roster for your, for the 17U. I mean, you've got you at LSU. I mean, there's Georgia, Alabama a couple times, Georgia Tech. I mean, I, I mean, I can't even list every school that's listed on, on that team. Tennessee is another one. So what's it like playing with just got who, the entire team? It's just, you know, they're all power five commits. What's it like playing with just such a great organization with such great ball players by your side like that? I mean, it's so much fun. It's, it's really cool because it's great baseball. So it's great games. Like guys don't make the mistakes that you see most kids are our age making. I mean, it's, it's a very professional type level of play. I think the power five commits, it's funny because it was a really big deal. Or like when you're looking at the roster before the first year, 
like it was like oh like look it's all power fives but it almost like cancels each other out which is really cool because no one's jealous no one's like higher than the other in terms of oh i'm jealous that this person got committed like everyone's committed right and so no one's no one's kind of competing in terms of that and that that was really cool for me too because being able to just go out and play and have fun and then go compete was was just a lot of fun with those guys it's, yeah everyone on there is awesome yeah so with you guys obviously that usa prime team like you said has a bunch of different commits everywhere so with you just being an insider of that program what's kind of led to that success to continuously having guys who are uh, committed to power fives so overall I'm, overall as the org- as the organization usa prime I would say there's a lot of great people in the organization that work very, very hard to help go get those guys to help try and get together the best teams possible to go win tournaments and have the the craziest rosters possible. I mean, Mark Nellis is the national director and he's in charge of a lot of that in terms of going and getting guys. And um, he's, he's done an amazing job since he's been there. And I think the other thing is, is once you start having guys, everyone wants to go play with those guys. You know, so like once there's guys that are great on the team, people want to be a part of that. Once they, people want to be a part of USA Prime because of what it represents and the people that are already there. So then once once you have great guys on the team, people want to be a part of that. And I think that helps a lot in terms of getting other great players as well. Yeah. So you said you played for USA Prime here these past two years. So before that, what team were you playing for for travel ball? I played for the Royal Scout team. Out okay. Of Kansas City. And then, yes. Okay, so what was it like playing for – obviously, not everyone's able to get that chance to play for a major league scout team. So what was it like playing for the Royal Scout team? What were some what were some key things you saw? The Royal Scout team was fun, man. We got to practice at the Urban Youth Academy in Kansas City, which is a state-of-the-art facility, which is a lot of fun. And then getting to be around some of the coaching staff that that's directly affiliated with the Royals and having guys that are coaching and um, part of the front office, being around those guys and – kind of understanding more of that side of it and being able to first get those interactions at a young age with those guys. So it's not as much of a big deal and you're not as nervous for, I mean, now when it's, when it's obviously here and more important, that was a great opportunity and obviously getting to wear a big league Jersey and go play and travel events is really fun too. Yeah. So, so playing for two good travel ball organizations like you have, What's some of the biggest differences that you've seen between the Royal Scout team compared to USA Prime and vice versa? I mean, I think both are great programs and both are both are great opportunities. I think USA Prime is a bit more of a national national program. They play more of a national schedule for sure. And there's a, there's a bit more exposure with them. But I mean, I, I love my time playing for both of them. And I mean, both both are great opportunities for sure. Yeah. So now as as you're winding down, you're in you're into your last couple couple travel ball events. I'm um, just looking overall at your whole t- travel ball career. Um what's just some of your favorite men- memories that come to mind just when you're thinking about just overall playing travel ball? I mean, there's so many so many great memories. I loved pretty much every tournament I got to be at. Um I'm trying to think. Last year every tournament was so much fun. I think hitting Hitting a home run in Fort Myers last year at the PG Underclass was really, really cool. Being able to do that in front of Ben Bather and Youth Prospects and all the PG guys, it, that was that was a really fun individual moment. Getting to go play at Jupiter last year was, was really, really cool. And then some of the youth events, I mean, all those were amazing too. Yeah, so. yeah. So dig it in. Uh, just, actually, go ahead. I, actually, I would say 
one of the biggest youth things that I got to do was I got to play for the 12U national team and we got to go compete in Taiwan and that was a winning gold medal. So that was, that was definitely one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life too. Yeah. No. I'm sure, especially put, especially putting the USA on your chest. I mean, I mean, that's, that's definitely a great experience for, especially going to Taiwan. I mean, well, so dig into that a little bit. So what, what was Taiwan like? Was it a lot of trying to, were you hearing a lot of different languages there? Was it a lot of English? Uh, just kind of take us through that whole, that whole experience. That was crazy, man. So I was 12 years old and I made it through like this crazy tryout process and all the trials and all the workouts and stuff. And I got picked to be one of the 18 kids. They trained or we worked out for like another week in LA and then we flew out to Taiwan. I had a roommate and you didn't really get to see your parents a lot in terms of they wanted you to be able to do it on your own and really um, be mature. And so we, we were in the hotel a lot in terms of safety but the stadium experience was insane because they never stopped cheering throughout the entire throughout the entire game and the gold medal game was 13,000 people was the sold out stadium so that that was insane too that was a crazy experience to get to be part of that and then understand what it takes to be part of something more than yourself because USA baseball is not really an individual thing it's definitely a team thing because you're trying to win a gold medal in international competition and so it's definitely a different mentality but learning learning what that takes is really cool too and to yeah. do that at a young age has really helped me a lot for sure yeah so let's let's dig into your high school experience just a little bit so what's what's the outlook on your high school season looking up for your your senior year what's it been these past couple of years um so what what's your high school what's your high school season looking like so I go to St. Thomas Aquinas it's a really really good high school for Midwest baseball and Kansas City baseball for sure we've had some draft picks out of there, including the fourth overall pick, Riley Pyant, in 2016. And he's a good friend of mine. He's one of the major reasons that I went there. Kendall Diggs also went there. Um, my high school experience has been great. It's been a lot of fun. Last year, we had a really, really young team with not a lot of guys on the circuit. Um, but we got to playoffs, and we were one of, like, the lower seeds. And we ended up going to Alvada State, and then we played the number one team in the country and we were down eight zero in the first inning and we were able to not number one team in the country, sorry, number one team in the state. And we were down eight zero and we were able to come all the way back in the seventh and when it I was able to tie it up and we won that game and then ended up having nine nine RBIs, got all the way to the semifinals and ended up losing there. But that type of run was really, really fun for such a young team. So that makes me really excited for next year too because all of us are pretty much coming back. And to be able to have that experience, and I want I want to win a state championship next year for sure. So yeah. So besides yourself, are there some other uh, college commits on that team as well? There actually isn't right now. There there's no college commits. There's there's one other. There's two other kids I'd say that are on the circuit that are that will be committed for sure that are getting looks, and then there's some other guys that'll be some smaller D ones or some smaller schools for sure. But I mean, we play as a team, and that helps a lot for sure. There's yeah. not a lot of individuality. You have class starting here now in a month or so in August. Um, so overall, as a person and as a ball player, what are some things you're looking forward to most? Uh, well, not sorry. What are you? What are you? What are you needing to do to prepare most uh, as a ball player and as a person? Um, just heading into your senior year. That's a great question. I mean, in terms of developing as a ball player, once this, once this last bit of the circuit is over, I mean, I want to continue getting stronger for sure. I, mean, I lift five days a week two leg days, two arm days, one speed day. 
and then trying to focus on all areas of that. So in terms of a ball player, being able to get stronger and continue to develop my body and being able to continue being a more physical athlete in my class is really important to me, as well as like developing my swing. As a person, I'm just trying trying to continue to be a, a good person, a man of God, um, some like walking walk Christ's footsteps for sure. Being able to be mentally stronger is something that is a constant process. Baseball is a really, really hard game and being able to deal with failure and to not get too nervous or be able to deal with pressure has been something that's always been a work in progress, but it's been something I've been focusing on for the past couple of years. And that's something I want to continue working on for sure. Yeah. So let's, let's dig into the recruiting, recruiting process a little bit. So you committed to LSU, but when exactly did that recruiting process start for you? When did you start getting noticed by some D1 teams? Um, I started getting noticed by some D1 teams in December my 15, when I was 15. So like my freshman like in the winter of my freshman year was when I first started getting looks. And then the summer of my freshman year was when everything blew up and got crazy. So that's, that's when it started. Um, I went to an almost camp and that was like the first time, like I really blew up and started to have, be able to communicate with coaches or coaches started looking at me. And then I went to the PG junior national actually. And I had an amazing event there and played really, really well. And that's when kind of all the offers kind of came in and was able to really open things up for sure. Okay. So who were some of those initial teams that started reaching out to you, getting you some offers? And what were some of those initial conversations like with those teams? Um, My final list of schools that I came down to was LSU, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State. And so being able to talk to all those great schools – most of those guys are in the SEC West. And so being able to talk to those guys was, was a lot of fun. I mean, every, everyone, everyone that I talked to was really awesome with me and really tried to get me to go there, obviously, but really did care about me and really did try to make an impact on me. And being able to talk to those schools at a young age was, was a lot of fun. I mean, it was very humbling for sure. Like it was a blessing. Um, but being able to make the best decision for me and my family was really important to me. And so trying to really make sure that I made the right decision. I wanted it to be my first and my last decision for sure. And so going through and doing my due diligence with that, making sure that the school was best for me. And that's how I ended up at LSU. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, those five schools you listed, I mean, those are some five legit programs. So what was it overall that put LSU on top? And that was the reason that you're going to Baton Rouge to play baseball. So going to LSU, has always been a goal for me. I have kind of my mentor. He's basically my brother at this point. His name's Alex Lang. He went to LSU. He was the first rounder out of there. And he's actually in the big leagues right now with the Tigers as a reliever. But being able to be around him and he was going to LSU and really made made it a goal for me because being able to see that environment and go to those games and watch him play was was amazing for me. And so I kind of fell in love with that school and fell in love with the fan base and everything about it. And so when the time came for my recruiting process and I got the call from LSU, that was amazing. But I really did want to make sure that it was the right decision for me because just because it was our goal, I wanted to make sure that it was still the best school for me to go to. And so I got to talk to Nolan Kane and Paul Maneri when it was that coaching staff and to commit under such a legendary coach was really, really cool too. And then being able to now be coached and go to the school where Jay Johnson is doing an amazing job and I lo- love him. He's awesome. So 
I feel like it completely worked out and that it was it was the best school for me for sure. Yeah. Alex Lang's definitely a name that I'm familiar with. I'm a I'm a big Cubs guy, um, just growing up here in Indiana. And obviously Detroit's not far as well. So how did you get connected with Alex Lang? So I used to be a I used to be a pretty big pitcher and Alex is from Lee Summit and I'm from Overland Park, so we're we're pretty close together. Um and we had the same pitching coach and I was ten years old and he was um he just got off. He was the freshman pitcher of the year at LSU and he was back home training and I ended up connecting with him. And I think you just fell in love with how, how much I worked and loved to work and be there. And so I started training with him in the off season, like missing school and going, going and throwing with him and just be, getting to be around him. And then we kind of developed our own relationship. And through that, he's helped open so many doors for me, helped me like really mentor me and advise me through, through a lot of things and get me into the right, right places for sure. In terms of lifting and develop me, developing, I mean, that, that's one of the, my most cherished relationships for sure. I mean, he's, I wouldn't be where I am today without him. And yeah. so I, so, and I'm so proud of him too, for him yeah. to be where he's at. It just shows a lot how much hard work and dedication takes you to yeah. for sure. So with a guy like that, obviously being so successful at LSU, becoming a first rounder to that year, the world series, uh, Chicago Cubs team playing for the Tigers now pitching a lot. Um, just when you're around him, what what type of questions you asking him? How are you picking his brain? Just overall, just because he's been through so much in his baseball career. I mean, just really trying to have the the best path for me. I mean, I really I really want to do this right. I mean, my goal is to be a major league baseball player, and that's where he's at right now too, obviously. But being able to just ask him all types of questions. I mean, I mean, we're we're really really close, so just asking him questions about even like personal life or different stuff like that. But I mean, I, I, I love talking to him about pitching as a hitter too now, because it's a lot of fun because talking about setting guys up and how he would pitch guys is really fun to be on the other side of that and really see. So I, I like talking to him about that for sure. But I mean, I talk to him about everything. He, he's my brother. So he, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. So obviously being committed to LSU now for a while, I assume you've taken a visit to Baton Rouge, right? Yes, I've been there okay. multiple times. Okay, so kind of dig, dig us through a little bit of what Baton Rouge is like. That visit, those couple visits you went on. What were they showing you? What were some things you really liked? Oh, this could be about the baseball facilities, the college campus, the the overall town of Baton Rouge. Just what did you like overall about your visits? I mean, it, it's amazing. I mean, it's it's a beautiful campus first of all, and then the, the people are crazy. It, it's it's so cool. It's it's. It's kind of hard to describe for sure, but I mean, in terms of the facilities and, and what the baseball is like, the stadium is unreal. Um, the field is unreal. The cages, all, all the development areas are really, really cool. Um, when I went on my unofficial last year, being able to go see the academic and all that, that, that stuff's amazing too. And so I really feel like, and then actually one of the things that really stood out to me was the nutrition, the nutritional center there is state of the art. And then being able to talk to like the chefs and the, the nutritionists there, they really take it personally. And so knowing that I'm going to go there and develop my body and be a better athlete in terms of on and off the field and then in the kitchen, that that really did stand out to me for sure when I went there. Um, but I think all around it checks every single box for me. It's it's unreal for sure. Yeah. So who are who are some other guys in your class who are committed to LSU that you've kind of started building relationships with? just kind of building that team chemistry that way. Once you do get to campus, you guys already have some, some sort of relationship built. Uh, one of my best, best friends that's committed there is Cam Johnson. We're, we'll be 
we'll be roommates there when we go there. Um, he's he's nasty, dude. He's he's sick. He's ninety seven from the left side. He he's absolutely gross. And then I've 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 been around and played with a lot of the guys. I mean MJ Sayal, Blake Mitchell, all those different types of guys. Brady Neal reclassed, but being able to be around those guys for sure. I mean they're they're all great guys. I mean I can't wait to get on campus with them. It'll be a, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier the guy, the head coach when you committed actually isn't the head coach now, correct? Yes. So that was that was um, Nolan came as a recruiting coordinator, and then Paul Maneri was the head coach. Okay. So at that point, when you're committed to LSU, um, and then they go through a head coaching change, what's what's going through your mind? What was your thought process on it as the whole transition went down? Um, just kind of take us through your side of things. Um, I wanted to be patient for sure. Uh, when, when, when the coaching staff changed, they asked me to honor my commitment until at least I had a conversation with the coaching staff, and I was definitely willing to do that. I still loved LSU and loved what everything that they were about, and so I, I wanted to definitely wait until, my, until I met the coach to make a decision. And then talking, talking to Coach Johnson, I mean, he, he was unreal too. So I, I was blessed that they hired such a great – such a great coach and such a great replacement for such a legendary coach. But being able to develop a relationship with Coach Johnson quickly was really important, obviously, and it made it pretty a pretty easy decision to stay committed to LSU. Yeah. So overall, since since that head coaching change and since your commitment, how has your relationship with the co- the entire coaching staff how has it evolved since you've committed to LSU? I mean, obviously, having it be completely different coaches after this past year. That, that I would say that was evolution, but then um, my my development with Coach Johnson, it's been awesome. I mean, being able to talk to him, honestly, the most out of all the coaches has been great. And being able, I feel like he makes me a priority. And being able to talk talk to him and pick his brain on his swings. I mean, he on swings, he's a hitting guy, and so I, and obviously I'm a hitter too. And being able to talk to him about that has been awesome. Uh, he just got some new, completely new coaching staff in terms of both our pitching coach and our recruiting coordinator got head coaching jobs. And so we just got a new staff with that. And then I I've actually talked to coach Josh Jordan when he was the recruiting coordinator at Duke and now he's at LSU. So I already have a relationship with him. So that's awesome too. Okay. So let's, let's move on the field a little bit, just to, to your actual on the field play. So on the perfect game website, you're listed as a first baseman and an outfielder. So what is your plan as you head to LSU? Are you planning – have you talked to the coaching staff at all on what their plan is? Or what, what, are you, what are you thinking as you head to college? I mean, I want to get on the field as quickly as possible. I mean, what my, one of my biggest goals is at LSU, I want to become a freshman All-American. And so obviously to do that, you need to get on the field. So whether that's outfield or first base, obviously I, I do like outfield more, but I feel like I can make an impact in either, in either outfield or first base. And so I want to get in the lineup and I want to make an impact as soon as possible. Okay. So I would say that's that's my plan. All right. So flipping that around a little bit. So digging into the batter's box a little bit. So when you're on deck, you're watching the guy in front of you, watching the pitcher. I'm um, just game planning for your at bat, and then you start walking up to the batter's box. What are you trying to do with each at bat? What's going through your mind? And just what's overall? What's your hitting overall hitting approach? Uh, I'm trying to when I'm walking up to the plate. I'm trying to kind of get into the zone and get into that unconscious unconscious feeling. When I'm not thinking at all, that's when I'm at my best. In terms of what I'm trying to do with the ball, I'm trying to 
um, jump on something early in the count and the AB when it's supposed to, meaning like, oh, I, if it's like a fastball down the middle, I don't want to stick around in the box. You know, I, when the AB is supposed to end, that's when I want to end the AB. And then in terms of my swing, I want to hit the ball as hard as possible. And I, I am trying not to think about anything else besides that. I'm not okay. trying to direct the ball. I'm not trying to predetermine where it's going to go. I'm just trying to see a pitch that I can hit and then hit it hard and try yeah. to be really, really simple with my approach. Okay. So if you were a scout watching your game, so this could be in the outfield at first base, in the batter's box, and even in the dugout interacting with your teammates, what would be your personal scouting report on yourself if you were a scout? My personal scouting report would be, I'd say my best tool is my bat for sure. I have great barrel control and hand-eye, as I'd say a scout would say. I mean, I'm definitely too tough out with two strikes. And then I jump on heaters and good pitches to hit early in counts on the hitter side. So, and then I would say I play with high baseball IQ for sure. And then and in the outfield, I, I take really good reads and then really good routes to balls. And then I, have a, I have a good accurate arm. And then I play faster. And my speed plays faster in game for sure. And then definitely high energy player and competitor. I, like I love to win. For okay. Sure. So you say you're a tough out on two strikes. So do you have a good two strike approach or what, or what exactly is your two strike approach? I do. I, I try to stay really stay dialed in. I try to I try to know what their out pitch is and I know that they're trying to get to that pitch and I try to know kind of going back to those conversations with Alex, I I try to figure out how they're trying to set me up for sure. And then really having a good understanding of where the zone is and trying to not be too fine with it in terms of protecting the plate, but also trying to know that they're not necessarily trying to give me a strike here. So, I mean a lot of guys a lot of guys I face aren't necessarily going to be going after me. I, obviously, there are guys that are and guys that are really talented, and they definitely are for sure. But trying not to help them, right? Trying to help, trying to help me. Trying to not swing at their pitch. Trying to lay out the off of that and then get a pitch that can hit. Yeah. So playing, so playing for a team like USA Prime, playing for the Kansas City Royals scout team for a little bit as well, um, and just overall playing in all these big time events like the PG National, a couple other events you mentioned. Um, so. Overall, who's been the hardest pitcher or even a couple hardest pitchers that you've faced in your career so far? I mean, velocity-wise, in my class, I would say Travis Sikora. I, I train with Travis down in Houston um, a lot, and I get to face him in Lavi Vs a good bit. So that that's always a fun A-B because, obviously, he's topped out at 101. It was funny. Like, last year, I, I took him deep in Lavi Vs. And then I faced him in area code, and uh, he got he got he struck me out, which is which is fun to be able to have that competitiveness with someone that you're around a fair bit. I, I would say that his velocity and his spin rate, and when his off speed's on, he's he's obviously a really a really tough AB for sure. Yeah. So overall, so as you head to LSU's campus here next fall, fall of 2023, um, what's the biggest weakness in your game that you'd like to fix before heading to a college campus? Um, I would say, I don't know. I, I, I work really hard to try and be a complete player for sure. I mean, I, I want to continue getting stronger, both mentally and physically. I want to continue getting, getting faster and developing my arm speed. I wouldn't say that there's like a, a major weak link in my game, um, but continue to becoming better at all facets of it for sure. I mean, that's, that's what I'm really trying to do is to continue developing and becoming the best player I can be. Yeah. So living in Kansas, technically you guys don't have a major league baseball team. Obviously the Royals are real close in, in Missouri, but with the Cardinals and the Royals in Missouri, um, do you have a favorite major league baseball team or you kind of just follow the whole league? Right. I mean, I mean, I would say the Royals are basically Kansas. 
I mean, I know they're not, but they're right on the border. They're 20. I, I live 20 minutes away from their field. But my favorite team is definitely the Tigers. I was born in Ooh. Michigan. Okay. So I was, I was born in Lansing. And so I, I've always been a Tigers fan. And I mean, that, that's, that's, been, that's been it for sure. Okay. So when did you move from Michigan to Kansas? I moved when I was young. I moved like when I was uh, five or six. Okay. So are you kind of old enough to remember what, what it was like in Michigan? I, I do. Our, I mean, I remember what it was like to be I, – I remember going to Tigers games, and I remember running around my house, and I remember always always had a baseball in my hand since I was little. My mom says I would spend, like, hours on the throwback net throw, throwing and catching. So I, I remember those memories for sure. I don't necessarily remember, like, the environment or anything like that. I mean, yeah. I just had – I remember having an amazing childhood, and, and I mean, that's that's what I remember from Michigan for sure. Yeah. But so I, the tig- I remember watching Tigers games. Yeah. yeah. So the Tigers, I mean, overall these past couple of years, since you've been old enough to watch them, they've had tons of great outfielders, some good first basemen. Uh, obviously, Miggy, Prince Fielder, Nick Castellanos come to mind. But is there a certain guy that you like to model your game after in the major leagues? In, in the major leagues, I, um, I don't – I try to be my own player. Obviously, Mike Trout and the way he, he carries himself on and off the field and the way he, he – dominates in every aspect I mean that's how could you not like want to be like him um in terms of the great left-handed swings I would say Mike Yastrzemski is, re- is a really fun outfielder to watch for sure um and then on the minor league side I, I get compared a lot to Pico Armstrong so continuing to watch him in his career as he as he continues to get better and better has been really fun for sure okay yeah Pico Armstrong he's like he's a fun guy to watch I know he got traded for Javi last year, and I, like I said, I'm a I'm from Indiana, so I'm a big Cubs guy. So I'm I'm excited to see how Pete Crow Armstrong develops these next couple of years. He's a he's a fun guy to watch, good guy to model your game after. No, yes, uh, he, he's he's awesome. He's awesome. It's really it's really cool. Yeah. Um. So just digging into your advisor selection process a little bit. I know, uh, like I said before we started recording, that's what I'm trying to be once I graduate here in a couple of years is be an advisor slash agent. So when I do get players on the show, I kind of like to get the player side of things, what they were thinking throughout the process and overall what went down. Um, so just digging into that a little bit, when exactly did advisors start reaching out to you? Um, I would say that really towards my junior year, like really around my 16U, like right before I was 17. That, that's when it really started to have those those types of conversations with those those people. Okay. So what was what was the main main way these advisors were reaching out? Was it in person? Was it through phone calls, text messages? Uh, did you guys have did you have a guy uh, people reach out through social media DM? How exactly were these guys reaching out? Um, it was kind of a mixture of both. I got introduced to some people at games and at certain big events for sure. Um, and then so, some people just texted me out of the blue. So I w- I would say kind of in every way, no, no, like really, like DMs or anything like that. I wouldn't say, but more pers, more per, like meeting me in person or, or just like a phone call or a text for sure. Okay. So, what were some when you were having those initial conversations with advisors? What were those conversations like? Were some advisors more question based, learning more about yourself, or was it more of like a pitch of their agency and who exactly they are? I would say most try to do try to do a mixture of both. I mean, it's trying to kind of understand. They're trying to see if, if you're a fit for them and you're trying to see if they're a fit for you. And I would say the biggest thing for anything like that is, is it's a lot like the college recruiting process in terms of this is once you want this to be your first pick and your last pick. 
And I think a lot of that comes down to trust. And so that was, that was my biggest thing when I was going through that selection process was who can I trust the most? And that, that's why I ended up with my, with my guy, Joe Brennan. Yeah. So obviously trust is a big thing, but besides trust, when you were going through that process, what were some other key things you were looking for? I mean, being able to have a good reputation, being able to see how they interact with other people that you respect a lot. Um, being able to see that they have good relationships with people that you obviously want to have good relationships with. And then the other thing too, is I got to be around some of the guys at the, that were also represented by him and the community that, that Joe Brennan has built with um, true sports is, is unreal in terms of the guys and the way that a lot of them are, a lot of them train in Houston and being able to be around those guys. I mean, they're all great people. And, being able to be a part of that is was really cool too. So yeah. I would say I would say besides the trust, the community and looking at what other guys he has has been was was another thing too. Yeah. So now that you've kind of kind of kind of committed, it's kind of a weird weird thing to say, but like now that you've kind of committed to an advisor, um, how how often are you talking to your how often are you talking to your guy? I talk to him a lot. I would say three plus times a week. Uh, we have conversations. I mean, obviously, during during the summer and during bigger times, I mean, you could talk to him every day, right? And then when it's kind of kind of a colder area, maybe like once a week. But I, I do talk to him very often. I do have a very um, close to personal relationship with him. I know that there's there's definitely different styles in terms of that type of type of deal. I mean, some people they don't talk to him at all, or like very 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 rarely, only when it's time for time for a big event in someone's career and some are some are personal like mine and I think that's definitely a personal preference for sure yeah okay so I just got a couple more questions for you man like I said interviews usually last 35 40 minutes um so let's I I always like to end off the podcast talking about some beyond the baseball field stuff so when you're not playing baseball um what are some passions maybe you like to have that you like to do besides playing ball I would say for my passions something that I've gotten really into these past couple of years was um, the digital art and digital design, like the Photoshop and different stuff like that has, has really interested me. I do, I do some work for one of the local back companies and helping, helping them find designs and being able to help make, make cool designs for bats and being able to like take a photo and, and make it different and be really creative with it. I mean, there's so many possible possibilities with things like that. Uh, yeah. I just love, love the idea of that. Yeah. So what back company is it? Uh, it's job ads. So they're, they're, they're out. They're actually a pretty big company. They're definitely growing for sure. But I, I swing them and they, they have great wood and they, they're great for sure. Awesome. You might have to, might have to connect me with one of their guys there, get to get to know them a little bit, get them on the podcast, talk about their brand and just no, they, they would love that for sure. Jacob Walters is, is the owner. He's pretty, he's him and him and his wife are pretty much who, who work there. Um, but no, that they would love that. What they awesome. do is what they do is amazing. I mean, it's I would say it's definitely art. Um, if you go look at their social media, it's job ads um, on Instagram, like Jaw J A W. But I mean, they do okay. some really cool work, and they've got some great bats for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I like I like connecting with those like smaller bat companies that aren't the Marucci Louisville Slugger, just because, like I said, I'm trying to be an agent here in a couple of years, so I like building relationships with brands, just getting to know them a little bit more and. Personally, I like I like the smaller glove bat companies just because it's it's different than 
everyone who swings Louisville Slugger, Marucci, um, Hickory, all the all those different brands. So I I, I pers- personally I like I like uh, looking at those different brands. But um, so being being in Kansas, um, so what are some of your is it or do you live more in like a smaller town or what exactly is that? Because I don't I don't really head out that direction very often. So are you in like how how big is your hometown? Um, it's actually pretty big. I mean, Overland Park, Kansas is, is a beautiful area. It's really, really nice. I, I think it's about size of like around 500,000. Um, it's, it's, it's right next to Kansas City. It's like t- 20 minutes away. I mean, it, it's a great place to grow up for sure. I mean, it, it's, it's really nice and um, be, being able to be there. I get asked a lot about Kansas. It's kind of funny, but I mean, you get all four seasons. So it's kind of the extremes of everything. I mean, this week we've had like four straight days of a hundred degree weather Ooh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get all the way up into the negative degrees in the winter, but that gives you different opportunities for sure because yeah. it allows you to work on different things. We, you spend a lot of time indoors and that means you spend a lot of time in the cage and in the gym. And that really helped for, at least for me has really helped me develop um, physically in terms of lifting a lot and then also being able to develop my swing. And yeah. then when, in terms of being able to go from there and have those amazing trainers with uh, Jeremy Jones at BC hitting and then Joseph Potts at top speed. He, I mean, both those guys are doing an unbelievable job since I've been a little kid. And then being able to go from there to Houston, I spent about like two or three months of the year down there and having um, DST down there with uh, Kevin Poppy and Jeremy Eisenhower as the hitting guy. Those guys are unbelievable, and being able to be around those professional baseball players and big leaguers has been a really unique opportunity for sure. But that that's been amazing. Yeah. So, so being in Kansas, I mean, that's kind of tornado alley, isn't it? No, it is for sure. I mean, okay. It, so have you, right do you have do you have any like tornado experiences where you had to like maybe like you're driving saw tornado or well, what? How how often are you guys getting tornadoes up there in Kansas? Um, I would say we get two or three where we have to go like in the basement a year. No, none have come. I mean, not kind of wood. None have come like incredibly close. I think the one that was the closest was not, it wasn't Joplin, but there was, there was another one like literally like around that same time, that same year I was like in first grade and we had to, it was during school and we had, we were in the shelter pretty much the entire day, but no, it's definitely kind of a funny thing because, you have absolutely no control over it, you know, and it's just kind of a thing that's part of life. There's sirens. So you're, you're pre- I mean, you have a, you have a heads up before and you just get the safety. That's the most important thing. Yeah. So have you actually ever seen a tornado in person? Um, you, you see them. What, like the, like the smaller ones, like you can, if it's safe enough to go outside, you can go, you can go look. I mean, it's pretty much just, just a, just a pretty angry looking cloud, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. I've always, I've always been kind of interested to see what that, cause we don't get many tornadoes here in Indiana. I've always been kind of interested about that tornado alley, how often you guys see those. But uh, one last question for you before we end off the podcast. Um, so obviously you had to LSU next fall um, name image and likeness is now a thing starting July 1st last year, the where college athletes can make money off their name image and likeness. So once you do graduate and you do head to LSU, would you have like a, maybe a dream brand that you'd love to work with one day? Um, that's a good, that's a really good question. I mean, I, I work for, for a lot of different brands, as long as I, I believe in the product or what, what they're representing. I mean, I would love, I would love to work for, or work with any, work with anybody that I believe in. And I, I think it's a great brand. I mean, obviously there's some, 
iconic brands that I would love I would love to be with like a, a shoe brand like Nike. But then on the college level, for sure, I mean LSU is a Marucci brand, and I know a lot of guys ha- have some deals with them. So being able to connect with them would would be awesome too. But yeah. I would say definitely anybody that that I would believe in and that believe in me, I think that would be a great partnership for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Like, like I said, it's just, I'm just trying to be an agent. That's like one question I always like to end off the podcast with just talking about possibly dream brands, college athletes would like to work with, but man, that's all the questions I got for you. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, I want to wish you the best of luck here at Tropicana field this next week or so best of luck. These next couple of travel ball events you got going on and I'll definitely be following your career from now on, man. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was of awesome. Course. And that's going to do it for another episode of the JKR podcast. Great weekend here with three great dudes. I want to thank them all for coming on the show. Hope you guys all enjoyed it. Um, next week, make sure to tune in as well because we got two great guests. Those guests next week, we're going to be closing in on episode 100. They're going to be episodes number 98 and 99. We've got Ryan Garrity, Wichita State commit, just got done with PG National. Also got Coleman Mizell coming on the show. Alabama kid going to Alabama for that class of 2023. Um, So another great weekend next weekend. Um, But just a big thanks for all you guys as we close in on episode number 100. Got some big thing plans for that weekend. Um, So I'm just looking forward to that. Um, Just think, like I said, just thank you so much. Um, for all the continued support, um, all the support that you guys are going to continue giving. So just appreciate you guys all for that. Um, but for any more updates on the podcast, make sure to give our social media a follow. That's going to be at JKR underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Also go check out our website. That's going to be www.jkrpodcast.com. Um, that's going to have a lot, a lot of updates on the podcast, a um, little bit close to the week, a um, little bit of background how the podcast got started and a little bit more about myself so check that out Uh, make sure i'll catch you guys next week for episodes 98 and 99 and i'll catch you guys then